It's time for JT the Brick. I am specifically calling out some of the loud voices in the Raider Nation. We are now, as Dave Ziegler laughs, big boy radio. What, what are we talking about? Look, the elephant in the room is, you're great fans in the Raider Nation. There's no one walking through that door. It's Jimmy G. Get behind him. Jimmy G does get banged up a lot. I don't like reminding you that Jimmy G gets hurt. You remind me of that too much. Some people like to vocalize it and put it out there. Some people like to keep it in and just let their play do the talk. Jimmy G this. Jimmy G's going to be that. No, Jimmy G's hell. JT the Brick. So let me repeat that again. What is it going to take for you to buy into Jimmy G? There's not a game on the schedule where Jimmy Garoppolo with this offense doesn't give you the opportunity to win every bleeping game. That's kind of how we've always been. I ain't changing. Did I miss anything? Are you with me on that? And now, <laughs> here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT is we are live here at Top Golf. In Las Vegas, the black hole is here, Gorilla Rilla is here, Violator's here, and we're ready to roll on a gorgeous, absolutely beautiful Friday brought to you by PT's, the best happy hour in town. They fuel the monologue, PT's 64 locations. They got a lot of promotions going on, and we're going to be hitting it hard here at PT's over the next couple of months with every promotion that they're doing with our show. But today it's about Modelo. Uh, the proud partner of this remote today, Modelo, gets us rolling here. And we want to thank Steve Gomez, the entire team from Modelo, the number one selling beer in America. Did you hear that? The number one selling beer in America as we open up the show. A beautiful atmosphere. You know, I had a dream that someday I'd be doing radio remotes in Vegas at locations like this. Four stories above me, friends here top golf people hitting golf balls i'm looking out at the sphere right in front of me i'm looking at the paddock at the f1 oh my god it's right in front of us i can touch it and a gorgeous day of weather a gorgeous weekend upon us and raider nation unite we open up now with an opportunity an opportunity to do something big that is the focus of the show. Vic Tafer at the bottom of the hour from The Athletic. Head coach Josh McDaniels at the top of the hour. And then your phone calls along the way, 702-365-9200. So what we want to see here as we open up this show today, a radio remotes, radio remotes are weird. You know, I like them because I don't do many of them. And when I do them, I do them big. I like big, big, big remotes and beautiful atmospheres like this. If you get into the show, which you can, Sound off like you got up here and tell me how the Raiders win this game. What are the keys to the Raiders winning this game? And I'll give you a bigger topic as we start off the show. How important is this game? I'll go first. This is my 25th season with the Silver and Black. 25 years I've been with this organization. It's been life-changing. It's been motivating. I've met thousands upon thousands of people that I now call friends. I mean friends because of this organization and what they've provided for me. I broadcast from the Super Bowl, where the Raiders played in the Super Bowl, AFC Championship games, big remotes in London, England, everywhere on the road with this team. This is a big game. I'm putting this game and I'm signifying this game as a big one on a lot of levels here. This is a new regime that I believe is doing everything to try to get this team back to a place where they can win on a consistent level. No debate. No one can argue that point. They are trying their ass off to get this organization to a spot where they can consistently win. Is it working? It's a work in progress. They'll be the first to tell you. But what happens now is this is the moment. This is an opportunity 
for this organization to win a game on the global stage of Sunday night football where we don't play all the time. We don't play at home at Allegiant Stadium under these type of lights. And it's early in the season. The Raiders are 1-1. and one. It feels like everybody's 0-2 around the league. You know the panic that's going on today? Let me give you some of the headlines. Diggs gone for the year for the Dallas Cowboys. Joe Burrow, should they sit him a stardom? He's got an injury. Listen to this. The Colts quarterback, Richardson, ruled out. The Panthers quarterback, first pick in the draft, out one to two weeks. Saquon Barkley of the Giants last night, gone for three weeks. Everybody's injured. And, oh, yeah, the biggest story in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers' injury. As Aaron Rodgers started off the season, blew out his Achilles, and he's gone for the year. Raiders are healthy. Raiders are ready to go. Raiders have an opportunity to come in here and smash Pittsburgh. Now, if you look at the rivalry, you won't believe how many games the Raiders won. The last quarterback to beat the Raiders on the road was Neil O'Donnell in 1995. Ben Roethlisberger was 0-4 against the Silver and Black in Oakland. 0-4, and and he's getting a gold jacket, and he's going to the Hall of Fame. Okay, now we got Kenny Pickett, who beat the Raiders in Pittsburgh on Christmas Eve, the death of Franco Harris the night before. Phil Villapiano and Raider Nation in that cold weather game. This is a payback game. This is a payback game for Christmas Eve when I was away from my wife and kids hosting the post-game show. The Raiders had to win. They were the better team on the road, and they found a way to lose. This is a payback game. You got me on that. Also, I think the Raiders need a nationally televised win. Are you with me? They need a nationally televised win because no one's paying attention to the Raiders. No one's writing about them. No one's talking about them. No one's including them in their morning show. No one's including them on their midday show other than the flagship station. The lack of respect that I guided you through through the entire preseason is evident. But we, our first two home games are Sunday night football and Monday night football. So when you look at that, we got two games back-to-back in prime time. So if the Raiders can win those games, go to two and one, go to three and two, go to five and four, five and three, the Raiders season will go along and progress. This is a big game. This organization and team cannot go one and two. All hands on deck and play and play hard and play to win. Now, you'll hear Josh McDaniels at the top of the hour. You'll hear what Eric Allen told me later on. Everybody who's put on this jersey, throughout their legacy with this team knows what the Steelers mean. It's not in the division. I believe the Steeler rivalry is more important than the Chargers. What the hell have the Chargers ever done? They've done nothing, nothing. The Denver Broncos, yeah, Elway and Peyton Manning. I think we have control of that rivalry seven in a row. And it's an AFC West rivalry. And Kansas City has owned the rivalry recently in the Mahomes era. I tip my cap. They have owned the rivalry. But the Steelers is at a different level, man. Steelers is the immaculate deception. The Steelers are some of the biggest games ever played. The fact that there's three Lombardi trophies at the facility for the Raiders, there should be five to six easily if it wasn't for the Steelers. So here's where I'm going today. I want everybody to raise their level. I want everybody to understand we got a game day broadcast today on Friday leading into our team coverage on the flagship all weekend. People are listening. They're listening in Pittsburgh. They're wondering what I'm saying. And I'm telling you right now, when Josh McDaniels told me in studio yesterday, we don't like this team, I paused for a second and said, wow, the coach now, that was a next-level move for the coach. 
okay, no matter what you think of the coach and his six Super Bowl rings and what he's done in the past, he had a viral Raider moment when he was describing the players now in the rivalry, in the history of the rivalry. We don't like this team. You'll hear that at the top of the hour. I needed to hear that from this coach. I knew it was there. I knew it was there, but I needed to hear it, and you'll hear that at the top of the hour. So let's get rolling. 702-365-9200 as we open up the show, and uh, we'll get it going, and we'll have a good time, and we'll work through this today, and we'll have a great time at Top Golf. And again, they're telling me, move away from the mic. You're too loud. Blah, blah, blah. Figure it out. I'm not an engineer. I host a radio show. Figure it out. Um, you know my voice after all these decades? Figure it out. I bring in the violator. He's a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest Raider fans of all time. He supports what we do. He supports Modelo. He supports Corona. And he's out here for the weekend. How are you, my friend? What's going on, JT? Look, just another walk in the park for two old cats, man. Huh? <laughs> you know, two old cats, I say this when we have you on, the years that we were in Oakland and I'd walk out of the tunnel and you would be there in the rain, in the fog, just in the heat, in the glaring heat you'd be there, and now you have an opportunity to do it here in Las Vegas. You just heard my monologue. How important is the stage one and one on Sunday night football? This is it. This is always that playoff game in Oakland. You know, the ones we lost to Pittsburgh and the, that ultimate one that we kicked their asses on. And that's what that rivalry is. Like they said, we don't like you. Yeah, and I think this rivalry has been so great over the decades. And I just go back to one era, the 70s. Yes. Because the Steelers won their Lombardis in a bunch with Chuck Knoll. Madden couldn't get over the top until we finally did with the 76 season, with the 77 Super Bowl in Pasadena. And it was always through Shula and the 72 Dolphins. Joe Namath, that was a Super Bowl for the Raiders. Super Bowl three was the Raiders. The Raiders beat the Jets that year. The Raiders were supposed to get it done, and then they end up winning going to the Super Bowl. Kansas City won Super Bowl four. That year, the Raiders beat Kansas City twice. That was their Super Bowl. But the Steelers stings a little bit more differently. Why is that? We're both gritty. We come from gritty cities. And yeah. Yeah. I just grew up in the era where when you donned that silver and black, it was just grit, some grit that was expected from you, first of all. Uh, you had to earn that eye patch. You know, they ain't just giving that out. You got to earn that eye patch. So, you know, even with the Raider Nation, it's still that same mantra as we stomp the yard now. You've got to earn that respect for it to be given back. Violator joins us, member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Thrilled that he could be here, courtesy of Modelo, as we're live from Top Golf in Vegas, ready for Sunday night football. Really, you travel a lot, and you pick your games that you go to. For me, the Buffalo game wasn't one of those games where you said, well, that's a lock. None of them are a lock. But Buffalo was disappointing because the team came out, the Raiders, and scored and went up 7 nothing, And then Buffalo completely dominated the game. Do you think that has an effect on this game where the Raiders have an edge to them after that performance in Buffalo coming back home for the home opener? If that loss doesn't give them an edge, then just throw your axe away. <laughs> this ain't the game for you. Just throw your axe away. That was, needless to say, embarrassing. But when I'm watching my team underperform, 
for whatever reason, there are no excuses. Underperforming on that kind of stage with, and that's sort of a rivalry too, if you remember back, the Buffalo Bills. But there's no excuse for that. Now, man up, as we say in the street, grab them and let's go. I agree with you. Violator, as we look at this game and Las Vegas compared to Oakland, you're a mainstay in Los Angeles. You've followed this team now. I treat Vegas as an international hub for the Raider Nation. We know Steeler fans are going to pay for whatever they can to get into this game. How important is this moment for the Raider Nation in Vegas to win on this level, to tell everybody, hey, it's great to come to Vegas and play blackjack and go to the pool. We don't care about that. We care about winning football games. Absolutely. That's the culture that we want to plant the seeds in this community, that that silver and black shield right there means unity under that shield. It means grit, and that's what you're going to get every time you see any one of us. But it's love at the same time and respect. So that's part of the mission still. We, I want to mention my brother, late brother Rob. Yeah. His mission still lives through us, and we ain't going to screw that up. Yeah, we, we celebrated between us Rob's life, and it was the two-year anniversary of his death, Rob Rivera. And I remember when the Raiders beat the Eagles and they put his likeness with Rachel on the Jumbotron up there. We were all able to see that, and I remember it happening. I was with Cisco. I came by. You know, some of us were almost in tears. Some were in tears because his vision in the parking lot in Oakland was to globe, uh, globally build the black hole. Now, I want to say this about the black hole, which is really important. Proud partner of this show. All you got to do is go to the website, blackhole.com, the black hole, and sign up for membership, and you're in. Okay, this isn't the Marines and boot camp on Paris Island, but it should be. You got to earn your stripes to be in the black hole, but we're giving people an opportunity to become a member of the black hole, which means when you're on the road in Buffalo, if you're in Chicago and Detroit, you show up with a shirt like John's wearing here, you're part of that fraternity and sorority. I think that's very important building the black hole. For life. And our main focus is the youth because those are the guys that's going to be representing the old dogs, the old guards, you know, because I don't know how long we'll be continuing to do this or meeting, sitting, talking about football like this. But it's been a pleasure, my brother. But like I say, the youngsters, that's the crew that we want because that's Generation Z, as they call them. But we need to have those guys stumping the yard with the same pride that we've been doing it, you know, my 53 years. 53 years <laughs> of this. Last one, the legendary violator here. Final score, Sunday night, when you are walking out to the post party with the black hole. Give me a vibe, violator. People want to know, especially our gamblers, low scoring, high scoring, Raiders minus two and a half. Give me, give me a feeling of what you think the type of game will be. I'm going to come with something crazy. 26-29 Raiders. Wow. 29-26 the Raiders win, go to 2-1, and one, and then it's in your backyard. Yeah, then it's, it's the, the Charger backyard. game, which is a home game for the Raiders. That's homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got, here we go. Thanks for coming on, my friend. Appreciate it. There he is, Violator coming in. That's the start of a radio show. Thanks to Violator and the Black Hole for opening it up here. Uh, we have more guests coming up here in a little bit. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said about just being a part of this organization as a fan? It is a hell of a group. It's a group that lives and dies for this team, and they need a victory. 
this is a really important game because it opens up the schedule to manage the schedule with multiple victories. I'm not saying if the Raiders lose the game, the season's over. By no accounts am I saying that. But this is an opportunity that cannot be lost. Do you agree with me? 702-365-9200. Light it up and get going today. Here's Chris in West Oakland, also a guy that lives and dies with the Raiders. What do you think, Chris? Hey, JT. First off, man, it's an honor to follow the violator. All the years and all the time in the park lot and every Raider game I've attended, for some reason that's one guy I've never crossed paths with but always been a huge admirer of him going back to the Los Angeles days. Again, that, that that's the definition of a true fan. And I agree with you a thousand percent about this game, how important it is. Again, I don't think the season's over if they lose, but if this team wants to have a realistic shot at a playoff spot, a wild card spot, which you got to get in a nine win range, these are games they have to win. They're favored. You know, they can't blow games that they're favored. I'm not saying this is a lock by any stretch of the imagination, but you've got to take care of business with the teams you're expected to beat or at least have a reasonable chance, and then somewhere along the line find a way to pull an upset one or two. So this is a huge game, especially staring down the barrel at at the Chargers next week because win or lose, and I disagree with you, JT, I'm not a big fan of the Vikings. They were 11-0 and in one-score games last year. They had a lot of breaks fall their way. I wouldn't shock me at all if the Chargers went in there and won, but I'm not a, I don't believe in Brandon Staley, but that's for next week. Screw the Chargers. Let's talk about this week and what they need to do. Uh, defensively, look, we've got to pick Kenny Pickett off. We've got to find a way to get a turnover. What's alarmed me the first two weeks, that other than the one that was called back, the Raiders haven't come close to a turnover yet. They haven't even dropped an interception. They just haven't, you know, haven't forced a fumble. I don't care if it's Max Crosby. I don't care if it's Marcus Peters. They've got to find a way to win the turnover battle, one or two. I don't think the, 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 the Steelers aren't the kind of team that's going to run away and hide from you on offense. As ineffective as the Raiders on defense have been, I think they'll do a fairly decent job because the Steelers are fairly conservative. But where this game is going to be won and lost on the offensive side of the football, we cannot, absolutely cannot give possessions away. Short fields, defensive touchdowns, we know the Steelers' defense is going to bring it. They're tough. I believe that Jimmy G's got to hit two or three big chunk plays, whether it's to Devontae, Jacoby, I don't care if Josh Jacobs. The Steeler defense is really tough. I don't believe you're going to grind out 10, 12 play drives against them. I think at some point in order to score what they need to score, the Raiders are going to have to get a few big chunk plays, and when they get in the red zone, take advantage of it. So get a turnover to yourself. Don't allow the Steeler defense into the end zone. Don't lose the turnover battle by two or three, and you got a really good shot. So I'm going to go out and call my shot right now, JT. Huge game, home opener, Sunday night football, 23-21 Raiders, Carlson with a field goal at the gun, and everybody will be celebrating on the strip uh, Sunday night. Thank you, my friend. Oh, one last thing. You brought it up. Everybody lift a glass. I'm going to do it here myself to our fallen comrade, Rob Rivera. What he did with the black hole is unbelievable. He was a close personal friend of mine. I think about him all the time. It's still just the same. So, everybody, glasses up. Long live the great black hole, Rob. And I'll talk to you Sunday after a victory, hopefully, Jason. I hope so. I hope so, Chris. Great phone call to start us off as we're live from Top Golf. I'm looking out at the black hole. I got fans here. 
We have an unbelievable venue. There's not a cloud in the sky. I see the sphere in the background. I see the paddock of F1. I see people having good time, and we're brought to you by Modelo, the fighting spirit of Modelo. I don't like what he said with that score. You know why? Here's why. He said that Carlson's going to have to win the game at the gun with a game winner. I don't want one of the. I cannot handle that heading into the postgame show. I do not, not want to come down to getting into field goal range to try to win the game while you're losing. Chris also made another good point. Open up the bleeping offense. The only shot this team has to compete for a playoff spot this year is with an explosive offense. Do you agree with me? That's Devontae to the left, Jacoby on the inside, Hunter to the right on the inside, and on the outside, Trey Tucker with Josh Jacobs in the backfield and Michael Mayer running 10 to 12 in and out routes. You throw all four of those into the route at the same time, Jimmy G will find them. The offensive line is better than you think. But they, did, they, they didn't get – something I, I wanted to make a point here. I watched the Niner game last night. I want to thank my good friend Mike at La Casa Cigars. I walked in the house last night. My wife said, man, you had a good time. Huh? I said, yeah. I was at La Casa Cigars, live music. I broke my rule. I had two cigars, two cigars. Oh, what was I thinking heading into a weekend like this? And I watched the Niner game. They were such bullies to the Giants. They threw the Giants around like rag dolls. I don't think the Bills did that to the Raiders. They dominated the Raiders. But the Raiders were trying to fly to the ball. The Raiders were out of position. They didn't contain the edge, uh, the offensive line. I thought the interior of the offensive line got pushed off the ball. They weren't thrown to the ground. You didn't see, you know, Tillery and Nichols get blown up to the point where they were embarrassing. The Giants were embarrassed last night. The Giants were embarrassed. The Raiders are going to go up against one of the most physical teams they're going to play this year on one side of the ball, not offense. This is not a great offense. This is not a physical offense. This is not an offense that's going to run the ball down your throat all day. But that defense, that defense is nasty, and they're angry. And the Raiders have to bring up their level of anger and violence in this game to the point where, look, I expect the Raiders to get a 15-yard personal foul. I expect a George Atkinson play. I'm not saying it has to happen. I expect it that way. I want to see someone get railroaded to the ground in the first quarter of this game. Hopefully it's a clean hit. There's no penalty. But I want to see some violence in this game. This is the steal rivalry. You got to tackle harder. You got to finish your tackles a little bit better. You know, Brian Baldinger put it out from NFL Network. There's a couple of highlights along the way of what Max Crosby was doing going sideline to sideline. I thought Max was out of position a few times in the game. He rushed on the inside. They got outside of him and they had a big play. Okay, that's Max. He's our best player. He's our best player. There's no Chandler Jones. We handle that. You're not going to see Chandler Jones. Forget about that. We wish him the best. We wish him well. We wish him health. Raiders next man up. Let's go. Next man up. Jacorian Bennett. Uh, the, it's getting clean here on the injury report, which I like to see. But I just think this has to be a much more violent and physical game, and I'm expecting it. And it'll be really quickly for me to get on the postgame show and say if it wasn't or not. A Raider Ken is in Henderson, not too far from Top Golf. How are you, Ken? What's up, JT? Yeah, I got to say this real quick. We got two other great radio stations and radio shows on this station, but nobody gets me fired up like JT the Brick, man. I, I appreciate what you bring to the station in Vegas. But uh, real quick, man, uh, I got two questions. Mm-hmm. How can the Raiders 
contain Kenny Pickett on Sunday. We got I know we got the the talk is we got to push him left. He struggles going left, mm-hmm. and the Raiders seem to always struggle with containing the quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. what, what can we do to, to contain Kenny Pickett? And one other quick thing, uh, I see Josh McDaniel struggles in the second half, making second half half adjustments. Mm-hmm. What is your take on that? Do you see that? Like, yeah. does he have one game plan? Uh, go, going in and then, then he falls off, or uh, what? What can he do to uh, to adjust? Yeah, okay. that's a fair that's a fair adjustment. I think the coach has been very open. Thanks for the call. You'll hear Josh McDaniels, the head coach, at the top of the hour. He's been he's been critical of himself with what this team does and what they're trying to do. I mean, look, this is a this is a coach that's supposed to have an advantage. Okay, I've said that from day one. It hasn't shown up in the record yet, but he's supposed to have an advantage with play calling and winning. He's seen much more than we've all seen it here. That's why he was brought in. I repeat, he's seen more winning and better football than we've seen around this joint for 20 years. Now he has to do it as the head coach, not as an offensive coordinator. And as an offensive coordinator, he has to be close to perfect with his play calling. And Derek Carr is gone, and he got his guy Jimmy G here. So we're all aware of that. I mean, this is what Dave Ziegler loves, big boy radio. Coach has got to be better. The defense has got to be better. But you asked a specific question on how, what do you got to do to pick it. You need an interior pass rush. If you don't get the defensive tackles to wake up, defensive tackles got to wake up to the point of Chester McLaughlin, Daryl Russell, guys who played on this, in this organization in the interior who played at very high levels and they pushed the pocket. And then the edge rushers like Ted Hendricks, the edge rushers like Ben Davidson, the edge rushers like Khalil Mack, the edge rushers like Max Crosby can make a play. If the guys in the middle of the field are here and they're just guys, as Raider Mort says, they're just guys, we can't survive with guys. We have to criticize and judge the defensive tackles and say if they can play in this league. If they can't, they must move on. And there's been other defensive tackles recently who have gone to either the practice squad or moved to other teams because they weren't as good as advertised. So these new guys... They're on the clock. Don't tell me about veterans and a rookie like Byron Young. I don't care. I don't care if you've been in the league 10 years or you're a rookie. Do your job. Blow up the pocket. Tackle people when they're running right at you. Shed a block. you got to do that against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thanks again to Modelo for kicking it off here. Coming up next, Vic Tafer, one of the best premier Raider insiders out there. I'll talk to Vic about this entire week. What happened in Buffalo? What's going on now? And he'll find a way to try to let us know what the Raiders need to do to win this game. Live from Top Golf, want to thank the Black Hole for being here. All of our friends as we kick it off as we begin on Raider Nation Radio. Not just self. I said it after right after the game. A lot of self-inflicted wounds. Just um, things we could correct, though. Thought we had a pretty good day out here uh, doing that, and really just about getting guys on the same page, getting us into our rhythm, and uh, things will take care of themselves from there. Jimmy G, JD. Jimmy G's got to have a big game. I'll tell you that much. Jimmy G's got to have a big game. 
And he's played in a lot of big games, and he's won a lot of games, and he's got to come up big in this spot. JT live from Top Golf here in Vegas. Great crowd, unbelievable venue. Vic Tafer, kind enough to join us from The Athletic before practice. And, Vic, I want to begin. Thanks for coming on, and let's start with Buffalo and what you saw during the game and after the game and what happened in the second half overall as Buffalo pulled away. Is Vic there? All right, we're having a problem getting Vic Tafer on, so not shocking. That's not his fault. We'll get him up here in a second. 702-365-9200. As we continue on, we'll have uh, Cisco pop here in a second, and we'll wait to see if we can connect with Vic Tafer, who's going to join us for a few minutes because the Raiders have practice coming up as we continue on. I'm looking at the moving line here that opened up initially. Vegas in a pick and went to Pittsburgh, minus one, and now it's Raiders. Minus two and a half. The over-under on the game is 43. I can't pick games when it comes to the Raiders, so I won't pick this game. But I will tell you that over-under looks a little low to me. And I'm wondering uh, if the bombs are going to be flying at Allegiant Stadium as we continue on. Also, part of the keys to the game this week from Raiders Roundtable and my conversation with the head coach is starting fast. Uh, The last thing the Raiders can afford in this Sunday night game is to trail. They can't let the Pittsburgh fans who are going to be in the building get into this game. There will be terrible towels. They're a good fan base. They travel well. Uh, They'll be encouraged to be loud at kickoff. They'll be encouraged to be loud throughout the game, but they cannot be in a situation where they're emboldened because the Raiders get down by double digits or a touchdown in this game. So I think the opening drive, as we saw in the first two games, the opening drive in Buffalo was just absolutely beautiful and unbelievable unbelievable drive and then the drive I thought overall that we saw in that first game was pretty fantastic too that was really good to see them open up against Denver and come out and really be dominant in that opening drive there what happens after that well there's a lot going on after that the other team makes adjustments and the other team makes plays and they come out and do big things so the Raiders that step on the throat step on the gas is really going to have to be something really important here as we get going. We're waiting on Vic Tafer. He'll join us here if you want to get through in the meantime. 702-365-9200. Also, Tommy White will join us from the 872 Laborers. Tommy White's going to join us here in a little bit. Cisco from the Black Hole is going to jump in. And if we get Vic, we'll go back to Vic. And, you know, Cisco does an amazing job because he was great friends with Rob Rivera. And now Cisco runs and is the president of the Black Hole out here in Las Vegas. So, Cisco, let's begin. Uh, you got a lot of parties this weekend. You got a lot of responsibilities this weekend. What's happening? Yeah, man, I'm glad it's a team effort, JT. We have a lot going on. Uh, I was always looking forward to this part of the season, the beginning, and kicking it off, the excitement in the air, the, the smell of pigskin, yeah, so to speak. And uh, No, I appreciate that. Yeah. I want to I get into that. We got Vic Tafer, who's back from the Raider facility. So, Vic, uh, we got you up here now. Let's begin with what happened Last week in Buffalo, especially in the second half when Buffalo pulled away from the Raiders, what'd you see? I basically just saw a better team kind of show that they were better on both sides of the ball. I think you know, if the Raiders have a chance in that game, they had to be able to run the ball, and they couldn't. Had to be able to get some pressure on Josh Allen and slow him down. They couldn't. So a lot of plays, you know, underneath throws for big guys. So just kind of a case of they're overmatched uh, on the road in a tough environment. Vic, what's up with the defensive tackle position? I know it's been addressed by you and other members of the media here. Does something jump out at you, or have they just gone up against 
uh, better offensive lines here who have been outperforming him because I thought they played well in the second half against Denver, but not against Buffalo. Yeah, again, if you're overmatched, I think we talked a lot, we mentioned a lot, of talk about those guys in the preseason and training camp, how they looked good, and it was a deep rotation, and but so far we haven't seen much. I know Blau Nichols has not really played that well in this couple of years here. I think they're looking at the young guys who aren't quite ready yet to make an impact, so they're kind of in a weird, in a weird spot, and obviously they, they miss Johnny Jones on the outside, so Jerry Tilly's kind of moving outside once in a while, so just kind of plugging holes, and now we're making a, making a difference. How big of a loss, not, I'm not talking about the personal issue and what they're doing and uh, trying to figure out what's going to happen with Chandler Jones in his life and in this league, but how big is he missing on the edge there when you look at Tyree Wilson and how they're trying to get pressure on the other side of Max? Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, they're obviously, but you know, Tyree kind of groomed by Chandler Jones. Max Cross kind of learned slowly, kind of uh, has some time to come back from the foot injury. So that's all gone now because Chandler's not here. So he has to play a lot more. Malcolm Cruz is playing more, so definitely a guy that could, like I said, the edge and then give him some pass rush burst, and that's been gone right now, so it has been a big loss on the field. Vic Tafer from The Athletic joins us every other Friday. We greatly appreciate it as we're live from Top Golf. brought to you by Modelo. So you mentioned the young players who are playing. It's Jacorian Bennett, who's getting an opportunity here, Tyree Wilson. What about Nate Hobbs? He hasn't been in the league a long time. I think this is an important year for Trayvon Merrick and Hobbs to prove that they're going to be here long term, worthy of a next contract, and be players who can be better than average, be players who can be sustainable in this league for years to come. Talk about those two. All right. Sounds like we got some technical problems here with Vic. Uh, We'll get Vic again when we can get him back. Bobby, we'll move on. That's probably uh, either the cell phone or what's happening here. So we thank Vic Tafer for joining us. Cisco, you're back here. So let's talk about the black hole and the importance for the fan base, not just the black hole or everybody to show up against Pittsburgh and make this a loud environment at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, JT, I mean, you couldn't say it any better than that. I mean, this is a big game. This is a huge game. And, uh, you know, it's, it's also a, uh, a game where the Raider Nation has to come out, has to come out. You know, uh, as you know, a lot of uh, us in the black hole, including yourself, are, are still uh, – on the two-year anniversary of, of Rob's passing. So this this does mean a lot to us in that sense of we got to come out like we did in Oakland, be loud, be loyal, and, and give that team hell on the other side of the field. And, uh, you know, it's 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 an emotional time, but we, we as Raider Nation got to come and just step forward and, and be who we are. Make so, a statement. Yeah, Cisco joins us from the Black Hole. Tell us about this relationship also with – the black hole in Modelo and what you do with Corona and just the whole environment of that as it's helping build not only the fan base but also give you the opportunity to have really big promotions in the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Oh, my God, it's been fantastic. And, we, you know, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for our good friend Steve Gomez. Mr. Gomez has been a tremendous, tremendous help in, in building this brand, the friendship, the camaraderie. I mean, it wasn't just a business uh venture it, it, it was a brotherhood 
you know, he was already a black hole member. So that, I mean, it just having the two and him being in the position that he was able, uh, that he was in and able to join these two forces together. And I'll say that because, you know, hello, man, Modelo, Corona. Yeah. I mean, come on. It doesn't get any better than that. You know, I mean, look at all the celebrities they have in their, their ads. It's incredible. And, uh, and the number one fan base of, of Raider Nation, us, the black hole. You know, I mean, the two joining forces was just, it's, it's been a, a hell of a ride. And, you know, we're just looking forward to keep that, keep that going. Black Hole Cisco as we wrap it up here. Good to see so many friends here today. The Queen is here. Gorilla Rilla. We have Violator. I know Senor's coming by. It's a big weekend here. The weather's perfect. Oh, and man. what I love about this is you have events going all weekend long. Yeah. So starting tonight through Saturday night, I'll be at the event tomorrow night. And then the tailgate on game day. So just right. give us a synopsis of some of the events. A lot of Raider fans touching the ground on airplanes and driving in from out of town listening. Man, yeah. I mean, today's pretty much our only day off aside from coming out here and supporting you like we always do. Uh, Saturday, you know, we'll be at Carnival Court. We'll be at Carnival Court from 1 to 4. Raider Nation come out. We got the super fans. We got you, most importantly, Raider Nation. Uh, we got con- <laughs> Coronas, Modellos on ice. What more do you need on a Saturday before the, uh, before the big game? Uh, later on that evening, we're going to slide over to Mandalay Bay where we're going to have the, the three-time Pro Bowler uh, Donald Penn signing autographs at Flanker, the new uh, sports bar uh, there. And that, man, man, Raider Nation, that, that local showing up there. To, man, that's a great spot. Love that place. So uh, come out, you know, meet Donald Penn, get an autograph if you choose to. Uh, that'll go on until 7 p.m. Uh, then we're going to take a break for about an hour, rest my feet, and then we're going to walk on over to Eye Candy, which is, I think, about, what, 60, 60 feet away. And uh, we got Corrupt from the Dog Pound hosting it, emceeing the show. Uh, well-renowned producer, DJ Battlecat opening up the show, and then we're going to finish it off with uh, who people know from the uh, Allegiant Stadium, the house DJ last year, DJ NGV, kicking it off. Awesome. So finish off the night. So, man, it's just a whole, whole lot. I can't, I, I can't even breathe. You guys are busy. Appreciate you supporting my show. Thanks for coming out, buddy. Thank you, JT. Appreciate there he you. Is. Cisco from the Black Hole. You'll see me there. I'll be at Eye Candy on Saturday night. Got some friends in town that look for something big. That'll be the biggest Raider party in town. No debate. Saturday night at Eye Candy at Mandalay Bay if you want to come down and come in for that. All right, so we appreciate Vic Tafer giving it a shot coming on here. Uh, Josh McDaniels at the top of the hour. Also former tight end of the Silver and Black, Teo Johnson is going to pop in here to talk about M-Ride. We got the hookup now for you if you need a ride to the game. I just want you to get to the game safely. I got a nice parking pass, but if you're looking to get there and you don't want to sit in traffic, M-Ride. Coming up, we'll tell you about that. And Tommy White from the 872 Laborers. So we got a lot happening here. Want to thank everybody who showed up for Top Golf on a beautiful day. Plenty of time to get down here. I hit zero traffic coming in from Summerlin. Hope you can come on out to Top Golf. Yeah, the, the score is, I mean, you know, games, NFL games, um, you know, always can be flipped around in five or six plays. I'm not saying that that was the only, you know, uh, thing we needed to have happen. Um, but we learned from each game we've participated in this year. And, uh, again, some lessons are harder to learn than others, and uh, we needed to learn them. And um, the biggest thing is it's a long season. Uh, there's a lot of lessons. 
you can learn them when you win, you can learn them when you lose, but the most important thing is that you learn them. And so, you know, we're going to find out if we've learned from some of those mistakes that we saw um, and tried to correct. Um, I think the attitude has been phenomenal. The response has been great. Um, you know, I would never question that from our team anyway. So um, eager to get out there in the practice field and continue to try to improve. JT, live from Top Golf, we welcome the Raider Nation, the proud Raider Nation at Top Golf, ready to take out the Steelers. Ready to beat the Steelers. Let's hear it, Raiders. Here we go. Raider Nation at Top Golf. Steelers Week on Sunday night, man. And let me tell you, it's a long, long weekend because you play Sunday night, not Sunday morning like in Buffalo. Got to get ready at 7, 8 o'clock for your tailgate. Now you can fuel up Saturday night. You can go to a lot of events and parties, sleep in a little bit, get your game on and get ready for that game. Again, I want to thank Steve Gomez from Modelo. I told them, put me out on the road on Fridays when the Raiders are at home and they delivered Top Golf. This is incredible. And a lot of alumni are in town. Just want to remind everybody that Ken Stabler's family will be getting their Hall of Fame ring because Mark Davis petitioned the Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and worked hard to make this happen. So if a Hall of Famer died before their induction, Mark Davis is the gentleman that got the rings for all the families. You know how big of a day this is for Mark? coming up on Sunday, hosting the Stabler family and all the gold jackets who are going to be in attendance. They are the gold jackets. Do not miss the pregame ceremony. One of the many great things the Raiders do is during that pregame, they make sure that the gold jackets are on the field and the bust of Stabler in the ring. It's going to be electric. And I think really important because Stabler and the Steelers, that was a big part of history here. Raider Row in San Diego, you're up next. What's happening? Appreciate you. Hey, JT, the homecoming. I wish I could be there with you all. I'm coaching four youth games this weekend, or I'd have my whole family there. For everyone in the nation right now, I want to say take a shot, take a sip, buy one for the Raider fan next to you. Um, I'm in a pregame party rocking mood, even though I can't be there. So this Sunday, I want our O-line to say, no more Mr. Nice Guy. I want Jimmy G to shoot to thrill. I want Max Crosby to say to Kenny Pickett, I need five minutes alone to send you back to the Steel City. And most importantly, I want all the home fans to show the NFL we're back in black. Here's all you got to say, Raider Nation. Raiders! Let's go, Thanks, Raiders so. 27, Steelers 17. Just win, baby. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot for checking in. And, you know, the, 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 the ability to throw deep with Jimmy Garoppolo is not a problem. He's thrown every deep ball his entire life, dating back to high school and college. There's never been a question about Jimmy G's arm strength. The question has been, will Jimmy G throw deep? because he's more comfortable with the intermediate routes. Does everybody understand that? Every quarterback in the NFL can throw deep. Every single one of them. Lamar Jackson's a great thrower. People think he's a runner. No, he's a great quarterback. He's in the NFL. Jimmy G, throughout his career, played in systems under Kyle Shanahan and under Josh McDaniels, where the goal was not to waste passes and throw bombs, which are low-percentage plays. It's to find the productive play over the middle of the field. That 10 to 30-yard route, that 5 to 18-yard route that Jimmy G is really good at, 41 and 16 lifetime. So I think in this game he's got to take some shots with Devontae. I don't think there's a conspiracy theory with Devontae. I think Devontae loves everything about this city and team. I just think he's got an edge that I haven't seen from him before. I don't, I don't want to say he's angry because I don't know if he is. I think he's always focused. We better get that guy the bleeping ball on Sunday night football. 
as Aaron Rodgers is sitting in bed with his Achilles up and everybody else, Randy Moss is on ESPN. Devontae better be given an opportunity to explode because he deserves it. He's a future gold jacket, and the gold jackets are going to be in attendance. So this is not a day where Devontae, hey, man, we're going to get other guys involved. Yeah, Hunter's going to get involved. Michael Mayer's going to get involved. The bigger part of this game is feed Devontae. Give Devontae his meal first, and then let everybody react. I want to see him have a big game. Raider Jay in Monterey. Maybe the only place other than Top Golf I'd rather be at today. Jay is in Monterey. How are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call, JT. It's good to talk to you again. Hope your family's doing killer. Hey, it's good, man. It's always good in the Bay. It's always good in the Bay. I can't fault you for wanting to be out here. Hey, listen, get after it, Raider Row. Go get it, Coach. Hey, all, you know, mad props for all the coaches in the world. I work with. Uh, I work at a youth campus here on the Central Coast, JT, where we help the uh, disadvantaged youth um, nice. get after it. Underserved kids with socioeconomic and socio-emotional issues. We get them up. We get them opportunities, and we we take them all the way. Um, Anyway, hey, let's get, let's talk about what a great time of year it is, man. We got the home opener coming. We got a we got a, a lineup that can get it done. There's no panic. It's one and one. There's something to work on. There's always something to work on when you're coaching a squad. So let's all step back. We got enough talent to at least be competitive. Um, you know, it's all connected, man. I just want to say rest in peace to Raider Rob, and thank you, sir, for all that you did to connect the nation and all of us people that love our Raiders. You know, God bless Raider Rob's family and. You know, talk about connections. Uh, you know, uh, Raider Rowe being a coach, I, me working at a youth campus, Cisco talking about, Cisco Raider that we're following right now, talking about all the chow and getting it done. I work with a Cisco Raider on campus, and I just hosted a Mark on Chefs convention last night, uh, walking 20 chefs from across the nation through our campus, which is pretty ridiculous. But getting back to the connectivity, you know what else is connected? Splane, uh, number 41, is connected to this game, man. I want to see playing out there dropping bombs. I want to see Diablo overcome that rib that he nicked up. I want to see him moving, covering, tackling in space like we do. Uh, I want to see the defense come out. I want to see Patrick Graham earn his money because, yeah. you know, he's on. He's right there. But i got to see Patrick Graham earn his money. But, uh, you know, uh, hey, I just love talking to you every chance I get, JT Aries. Appreciate what you do for the nation. Thank you. Again, uh, bless Raider Rob and his family, Cisco, all you Raiders out there. And, and uh, I'm looking for, you know, Chris, I'd be, I'd be content with a 24-21, you know, coming from behind to win. JT, I'll take them how I get them because I need my Raiders. Take care, man. Appreciate it. And it's not Raider Rob. It's Black Hole Rob that died. Difference, there's a great Raider Rob who built the foundation of this show and a lot of what we did up in Oakland with the Raider Nation and the Black Hole. Black Hole Rob passed away. He's one of the founders of the Black Hole. So great crowd out here today. I'd love to rip a couple golf balls today, man, but I got a show every Friday from noon to 2. I would love to be out there with my buddy the J.O.D. and my other buddies and ripping golf balls today on a Friday, but I'd rather be working, man. And this doesn't work. This is fun, having an ice-cold Modelo. I'll reward myself with a bucket of Modelo's. Tonight, I'm hosting the ALS Gala, which is a big event over at the Strat. So I'll be there tonight, and that's going to be a big event, which I'm really excited to be associated with. It's a fun event to bring all the great chefs and fans in town to an event that matters. Uh, Tonight at the Strat, food is art. We're going to raise a lot of money for people that need it.